Welcome to the Everton Aren't We podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Shane, Andrew and Graham. And uh, we're just doing a little weekly, talking about the news this week. So first of all, we'll just start with our summer signing, Amadou Onana, apparently being open to leave Everton this summer after just one year. Um, it would be a shame because I'm a big fan of Onana and especially the way he is with the crowd and his whole personality. You know, he's, he's got superstar potential, but... You know, I don't think anyone expected it to come so soon if he was to leave. Um, so, Gray, I'll, I'll start with you, mate. Would you be disappointed with him leaving after one season? And realistically, how, how much could we get for him? Of course, I'd be disappointed, yeah. Yeah, of course, I'd be disappointed. Um, he's, he's one of the few players in the in the squad that you can sort of be excited about. Um, we have a a signings podcast coming out very, very soon. And, and, you know, touching on him, he's one of the, he's probably the only real signing that you can be excited about future ways and potential ways, you know? So I don't think you want to lose someone who you could potentially build a midfield and team around. At the same time, I think Jimmy Martin's probably open to leaving the club in the summer. If we go down, if it stays the way it is, for God's sake, go be a kept man somewhere else so but I think it is what it is um, I don't think he's running around saying he's willing to leave it's probably his agent moving, you know getting it about but obviously with all the sell-on clauses and other things Everton will be demanding a pretty penny I know that um, with this previous club they'll be expecting I think it's about 20% or something don't know for, for certain but I think there's a very big sell-on clause on that so Everton would be seriously looking to recoup some of their money and more. Um, personally, if the, if 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 the worst case scenario came to fruition and we did go down, you just if there was a way to convince them to just say, "Look, you'll just absolutely terror terrorize this league," um, and stay. But I don't think it would because I hear there was comments too that in five years' time he wants to play for the biggest club in the world. So I actually tweeted off that I retweeted that and it says, "Brilliant, gone." start doing it against Brentford, would you? So you can get that move maybe sooner because I haven't really seen you since Arsenal at home, if I'm brutally honest. Um, but he, he's a player I would forgive for inconsistency because he's young. And this has been a massive season um, with with in terms of playing time and he's playing the most physical, fast league that he's ever played in, realistically. So you can only tip your cap at him in that way but I, th- I think what we've what 12 games left is it 12 yep. games so so with 12 games to go um, every I think as every game goes and if we don't pick up results you're going to start hearing more players say I would be open to leaving and I wouldn't stop the majority of them because they've been just ridiculously inconsistent all season and, and, and just how a grip can't jail. Like this is a thing we even start on, and maybe I shouldn't even be going here, but yeah, they're all fucking professional footballers. How, how can they not jail? Mm. How, how can they not jail? No, you can you can talk about how bad you know Mope is, you know, or, or or whatever, or, or how little we have up there. Yeah, professional I've, I've played in absolutely shocking teams. I've turned up. They play in teams hungover. There have been shortened players, and yes, it's a different level, but ultimately, you find a way to make it work. So these guys have 
playing and training together all the time. They can't make it work. So, yeah, that's that's a right for another day for me. So, yeah, if he wants to go, get yeah. good knowledge. I don't fall in love with players anymore. Um, I'm, yeah. man. I'm just about hanging on, to be absolutely honest. So, yeah, whatever. And if you have Belgian Tourette's where you have to speak up about moving and going somewhere every time a camera's stuck in your face, well, fuck off. I can't be honest with that. Mm. yeah maybe Shane we were actually talking about this when we the Belgian thing with the you know Fellaini and not so much Fellaini but Lukaku and Morales um, do you think Onana's got a bit of that in him where he you know he likes to chat to the media and stuff as well uh, I don't know uh, I mean he's he's popped up to be that type of star player so if he's got that ego then possibly Um but I don't think we can read too much into it because we've seen quite a few things like um like apparently Awobi's been linked to Turkish clubs and stuff like that and you know as much as I wouldn't be too bothered about like Grey said about Arsenal leaving, um I think if Onana was to leave, uh well it'd be him and Pickford, who's you're probably gonna get most of your money off and the ones yeah. that other clubs are gonna be most interested in. Um be sad to see him leave, but then again, just reiterating what Grace said, it's hard to get attached to players now, especially you know after Richarlison. Yeah. Um, and the grass isn't always greener, as what we've seen yesterday. I think it was Richarlison actually coming out and saying about Conte, mm. um, and Tottenham saying about him. You know, he's working hard and he's training hard and he's getting told he's going to play and he's not getting played. Yep. Um. And it. I. Th- I think in the quote it said that uh, he quoted it's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did. So yeah. yeah they, I mean, with those players as well, we've always had that in the past where we were sort of half used as like a stepping stone, and it's always been you know the Uniteds and you know even with like Ancelotti going to Madrid. So yeah. sometimes it's expected, but if the clubs to move forward, then um. We need to be building around them players and keeping hold of them. Um, and again, like I said, if anybody wants them, it's going to be a lot of money that they're going to have to pay for us to cover that uh, percentage that we've got to give to Lille and then yeah. just to recoup the money that we've spent on them as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, Andrew, do you, do you agree that? Do you think, you know, Amadou Anana and maybe his agents and his family just need to settle down and just let him? Just let him play, you know. Put ten games on the run consistently, where he's where he's really good. Do you know what I mean? Because as Graham said, he's he's gone missing the last couple of weeks. Like for our sakes, yes. For mm. Onana's sake, no. They're doing their job and they're doing it as well as they can. We're on the cusp of going down. It is what it is. So yeah. they'd be silly not to. Is where we're at. And if yeah. he has to go, it is what it is. Yeah, it would be interested to see, you know, what type of fee that we do get from him. Bearing in mind, I think, was it like £30 million I think we paid for him? So, you know, you'd be expecting somewhere in the 60 region, wouldn't you, I suppose, Gray? Well, uh, I don't know. No, you, would, you wouldn't get that because then they would be a relegated player and probably somewhat, I think it was with his wages, I think they were relatively lower than what was reported. Seen someone put something out, but sure. And, and who would lie on Twitter, eh? But um, <laughs> ultimately, just, just the uh, backup boundary there, I couldn't agree more. That's what it was going to come in with it, and I read my mind. 
for Everton's sake, yes, or for the fans' sake, but for his own sake and his camp, they're looking after his interests. You know, mm. that's still a mark on someone's CV. Like you could yeah. be talking about a player in three years and this, that, and the other, and you would still say, "Yeah, but he got he got really good." Look at James Tarkovsky. Mm. We'll praise him, but we'll always second guess and say, "But he got really good with Burnley." You know what I mean? Just things, yeah. things like that. So, uh, I, I think that's all warranted. So, well, going off that, like you, you would think, you know, as 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 agents would be saying, make sure you do your bit so that you can't get the blame if if they do go down. You can put in, you know. Eight at least eight point zero ratings every single week from now till the end of the season. Make it look like it's not your fault. You know what I mean? Because then he's going to limit himself to what clubs come in for him potentially if that does happen. If he has a stinker, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's it's, it's the, the, there's a whole chemical reaction for that to come together because he you're only as good as the players you're playing against. No, you're playing with. Sorry, mm. you, you're playing with players from former rounds. You you're elevated. You know, we, we've seen touches of it with the core because the core is like, I don't know, it's like a special perk in a game or something that's really good at the start and then it just wears down power and just evaporates. And that's as fucking, that is him as a footballer. You know, you yeah. keep the core for six months, you put the core in, then the next two games he's going to be good. And then it just fades. It's nearly like, it's nearly like he's all this drive to get in, all this pent up energy and he gets in and it's gone. So, and, and Ghana hasn't been pulling up trees. He's, he's actually been pretty decent. We were looking at his stats this week and his, uh, like his, his tackle completion, you know, he's, he's in 50 all percent for tackle completion this year. You know, his interceptions yeah. are decent, but tackling, you know, breaking it down, you know, so, so you, it could be varied, but it, it, again, his average rating, rating per games this season isn't bad. So, it's a strange one, but ultimately he's playing on a team that aren't good, that don't play free-flowing football, and he looks that sort of player. Yep. Looks, we're Andrew again. Andrew, you're the main man tonight. Who, you know, has an analogy on Calvert-Lewin being a Formula 1 car, which I think is fantastic. I think it's probably an analogy not used enough for people saying, you know, if if it's not in peak, peak performance, and it's a thing people use to describe footballers. Yeah. Know, you know, they, they can't operate. Their bodies are so finely tuned that they have yeah. to be the high percentage. They perform and Calvert-Lewin beat 100. Well, I think Onana needs to be going, the game needs to be moving at a certain pace. Mm. Like that, that Arsenal game is frantic and he's, and he's shown. If a team's building up against us slow, I think he's, 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 he can be found he out. He in chaos. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. He's, yeah. he's maybe better, he's maybe better uh, fight, yeah, firefighting rather than Fire prevention, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. You know, you know, at the end of the day, too, it's just an opinion. I could be completely wrong. Um, if people yeah. are absolutely here in this, good. John, real quick good. about the fee. I would mm-hmm. be concerned about commanding a high fee for him if Todd Bowley didn't exist, but lucky for us, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for us. But the, the other Relig- thing is, as well, is like a bonus add on to a million if you go down here. Ted Bowley should be dumb enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing well, is Cucurella well, for 60 million. I'm sorry, Manana yeah. has to be worth 200. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least 60, surely, at least 60, considering you know, we got 45 for Gordon. Um, let's and... not get accused in this podcast of selling players. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the other thing is, as well, is, is Dice. Like, we, we know we've spoken, Shane, about him playing in a, like a flat five in midfield, it doesn't really suit Onana. Surely, you'd want to. You know, get the best out of him to the de- to demand a bigger fee in the summer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, I just, I just uh, like like we've discussed before. I just don't think the other midfielders are reliable enough for them to do yeah. that. Mm. Um. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that's the only reason why it hasn't changed out of that that flat five. Um, yeah, I think if if Gay was probably playing better, like we we were saying as well, you'd probably be better fit and playing them both as like a. You know, two holding midfielder sort of thing, and having him as the the ball winner, the progressive midfielder. Um, yeah. Mm. But I don't, I don't think his agents and stuff would be too worried about if we got relegated off the back of the fact that I think we bought him and he wasn't even in double figures in appearances. I don't think was he. I think he only. Um, yeah, I think he only had about eight, didn't he? Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. yeah. So we we that Leo got the the fee that they did off the back of that in the French league. So. I mm. think they're probably only negative that they'd take from that is that maybe, you know, the likes of Arsenal and Chelsea wouldn't go for them and it'd be like a a West Ham again or a, a Leicester if they were to stay up as well, if we were to go down. But Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. an interesting one. We'll have to wait and see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, moving on then to some club news surrounding Farhad Mashiri. He's been... It's been in the news quite a bit recently, actually. Um, apparently, he's received several serious bids to buy Everton, but he wanted to pursue uh, MSP Sports Capital. And then, obviously, we understand. We've seen rumours saying that MSP Sports Capital and the guy who owns them has been meeting with Daniel Levy and with Spurs as well. And apparently, that price was too high, so he's he's gone in all you know all in on it on wanting to buy Everton, but. And I think I've seen a figure quoted like 1.1 billion or something for the whole club, including like the stadium or something. But yeah, I mean, Graham Farhad Mashiri, mate, he's he's just, I don't even think he knows what he's doing, to be honest, do you? No, I think he knows what he's doing. I actually do. I think he... Uh, Give him too much credit, to be fair. I think I think he wants to cut the club's umbilical cord when they go into this uh, new stadium. He needs his name on. He needs his name on that to show it's not a failure. The problem is that it's going to be a failure, and it is going to be at our expense for his his and Bill's egosonic Lee here working him and Bill, uh, his and Bill's legacy basically. You know they they won't let go. You know and and we're we're part of NS now. We're very very proud. One of the original seventeen that we that we that we love the champion and and we've wanted them out for a long time. But you know what? Ultimately, I just can't see these guys letting go because that is there. I, I just can't. And it's it's ridiculously selfish. And I think actually extremely stupid not to sell and cut your losses and go. You know, but there's been so many mixed reports. There was a few weeks ago he, he was willing to sell and you know, you just wonder what's going on. But yeah. Um I, I do believe this is not a case for uh, better the devil, you know. I believe mm. this is a case for a, a full-on exorcism of this club, really. <laughs> um, Bill, yeah. Farad, Farad, Denise, Graham, every single one of them, um, get them out. Mm. Um, and hopefully the Hadjik split purse goes with it because it's all been tits. It's all been fucked since that Sigerson goal. Yeah. yeah. Like, it Jesus is. Christ, he even ended up as a nonce. Like, if people don't believe in that Hadjik split purse, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. So, Allegedly, so ultimately, I uh, just just go, just leave, get out of get out of the club, please. But mm. yeah, I just cannot see them doing it. I just can't. Don't know if I answered yeah. the question there really, like, but I'm just 
I'm fucked off hearing about MSP. I'm scunnered hearing about Mashiri, but going to sell and he's not selling. And there's these rumors then saying he doesn't want to sell uh, because of, you know, basically the fact that he and Ismanov's name are being brought up now in an English parliament. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, yeah. more money than problems. You do not want your name in lights, as we've talked about before. So, yeah, sell off, please, and, and get a haircut too, you weirdo. <laughs> yep. Um, Andrew, we've seen some rumors coming up with MSP. Like, would, would you, you would rather it be them than, you know, some, I don't know, Middle Eastern guys with like ties similar to Newcastle? Do you know what I mean? And, and if it were to be MSP, we're seeing rumors coming out that saying they want at least two board members and, you know, placed two guys placed on the board. So that would just mm-hmm. add to confusion, wouldn't it? Just make things worse. Yeah, well, and geography be damned. Like, I don't care where you're from. It's more about what you do for where you're from. Yeah. So I'm sure there are very decent Qatari people and decent Saudis that have no affiliation with the government or you mm. know royal family whatsoever. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah. But sure. um, I think the big thing about Mashiri not wanting to sell, when you say links to Usmanov, I think that's understating it. Uh, he is beholden to Usmanov. Like all the money is really Usmanov's. Like Mashiri is rich for like regular people, but he's not on Usmanov's level. And he was just the face. So Mm -hmm. I think his concern is valid. Like if he sells it, that money isn't his. The money goes to Usmanov and then there are sanctions and then Usmanov doesn't get his money. So I think we're talking about two parties here with their own concerns that kind of line up with each other. We are honestly really unlucky that Usmanov didn't get Arsenal like he wanted because we'd be in the clear right now, probably. Yeah. Um, but in terms of MSP, I mean, the rumor was, you know, they want full buyout now, mm-hmm. uh, which I would very much appreciate. But anybody smart that's looking to buy a club in our position is going to wait to see if we go down or not. Because if we do, that price drops. But I would like to ask you guys this. If you had the choice of staying up with Farhad, Kenwright & Co., or going down with a full buyout, including FFP unfucking oh, and the stadium and all that, like what's rumored, right? Mm-hmm. Would you take a clean slate? Because the biggest albatross around our neck right now is that FFP thing beyond the feckless leadership. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Shane, I'm, because I'm, I'm terrified yeah. that if we stay up, <laughs> it's the same shit that happened last year where they learned no lessons and like, we can't fuck up bad yeah. enough it's not no, possible i know what you mean yeah. to fail mm. yeah see the thing with me like i i just don't feel like we can ever ever go down i really don't i mean like the way aston villa and clubs like that have, have overcome it you know and, and bounce back up i don't think we'd be capable of that maybe that's to do with the guys in charge it most probably is but having said that i just don't it's just it's just evident isn't it i just haven't got confidence in them doing something right to pause in the right direction you know well, that's I mean? the who's them. That's the that's the that's, issue. If you yeah, change the them. Mm. That's what I, the you know the core tenet of my question. Yeah, and also we don't know if like we've seen rumors floating around about them wanting to you know Everton potentially, you know, selling the rights to the stadium so we'd potentially rent the stadium and instead of being the owners and stuff like that. There's all these things. But Shane, I'll, I'll put that question to you, me from Andrew. What what would you take in that situation? Where would you sit? It's like, well, the harshest would you rather have had in a while? <laughs> <laughs> you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But yeah. uh, you want to move on without them. Mm. Um, 
but I've always said that I really do think that if we go down, we're not a club that's going to bounce back up and it's yeah. going to... Uh, but that could be different with different owners and the inputs and stuff, but then, I don't know. Because I, I, I would never want everything to go down, but then I don't want them in charge, it's hard. Um, it's a tough one. Well, what, would, what would you rather, Andrew? <laughs> I would rather, honestly. I mean, and it's different. And I, I probably will take flack for this because I'm an American and I didn't grow up with the club. I'm mm. a four year old fan of at this point. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. I'll take any flack if I get it. But I would personally, because this board, ever since I've been a fan, has been so wildly incompetent and incapable of change and progress for the most part. You know, farewell. Let's see what happens. Mm. And that, to, yeah, I'll take the wipe. Uh, I'll take the clean slate, especially. And I guess a big part of that is killing off the debt. Killing mm-hmm. off the debt and getting us right with FFP changes our entire situation. Yeah, it's not that we don't have money; it's we have money that we aren't allowed spending. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. It, and if anyone is going to come at Andrew, it's at Cantavaro on Twitter, by the way. So, please let me get my fee. Gray, what, what's your thought? Where do you sit on that side of the fence, mate? Where are you? Um, sorry, you can probably hear me doggy snoring. He won't leave me alone. Um, where do I sit on that side of the fence? I'm, well, firmly, sit? I'm, I'm firmly impaled on the fence. I am not choosing either one of them. You're down <laughs> if you do, and you're down if you don't. Mm. Um, I, I do get it. I Also, though, you would like to think that they've recouped, what, 130 million now this year without... Yeah, but spend some mm-hmm. on on a pile of shite in the summer there, but you know ultimately, specifically spend. What was the idiots get is three times what you bring in. Yeah, something like that. So, so they're balancing these these books. Um, Isn't that the wedding ring logic? <laughs> spend three yeah. times your monthly income. Apparently, <laughs> it's a sexual logic too. You know, you've uh, <laughs> three times less than you say. But um, <laughs> I, I, the reason I really can't answer is because personally, and you guys have known this since very early on, I don't trust Kevin Thelwell at all. Yeah. Because I think there's enough Wolves players to sign to get us out of the championship. Because <laughs> he's, he's still he's, he's still got a boner for them. I swear to God, um, I, I'm I'm underwhelmed massively by his by by what he's done. Mm. Um, I don't. I I have enough worry with him for who he might bring in. At least with Brands, uh, Brands's balls were firmly in Denise's pocket, Denise and Ball's pocket. But you know what? <laughs> find a player, he could. The club just couldn't couldn't use him. But um, and again, I'm sorry for this animals snoring here, but um, he won't get off me. But but you know, ultimately, I. I Jesus Christ, we'll be playing in Amberson. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm probably being harsh. I don't really care. When you're seeing your team be linked to game with Shea Adams now, regardless of how decent Shea Adams is, like, you know, obviously, John, we, we spoke a lot about it in the summer when he was heavily linked. Yeah, very yeah, underwhelming. He, he's a good backup striker, you know, and in, in an ideal setting where he's comfortable and being a three, few years, just where you eight or nine goals, but we're seeing it with Neil Mopay. Mm. Not in the comfortable setting, he's setting them and he can't adjust. And ultimately, you're never going to see Shea Adams in a team be a primary striker that is that is aiming for anything, at the very least of a, of a Europa Conference. Yep. So again, massively underwhelming. So if you listen to the signing pod coming out, you're going to see a pattern of this, and you're going to hear me cry a hell of a lot. 
So yeah, never mind uh, Farad and Bill or MS MSP. I don't even fucking know about really. Like I know mm. their umbrella, but all their teams aren't doing that great. So you know, I think Osberg is their probably the biggest club that they have. Yep. So I I get the question, Andrew. It's a good question. You know, it, it's like that good joke, you know, where your friend lets on the throw you in front of a bus and actually pushes you under it. But um, <laughs> so I refuse to the answer that. But basically, uncertainty or or horror. You know, it's like go into that haunted house over there, or just get killed that boy over there in a screen mask. You know, you're you're on the beaten docket either way there, and that's that's not on Andrew. It's just the club's rotten. I think even if we like, if you can bring in Carlo Ancelotti and they can still fold under him with his expertise, yeah, what have you? And you know what? They're even worse players than we had then. Remember, we used to all sit and fantasize about, yeah, but their contracts up and they're going to be gone, and mm. they're going to be gone, and it's going to be better. It's fucking worse. Sign Michael Keane for five fucking years. Yeah, and Mopai. Yeah, Yeah. we got Rondon after the fact. You know, after we were releasing the likes of you know Delph and all of these drugs. We got Rondon. They replaced James Rodriguez, basically, didn't we? (laughs) Ironically, Rondon would be better under Dyche. Not the other two coaches. Not good, but better than Mopai. Better as well. But you know what? Rondon, God love him. Biggest ass in football. He he just he's a tree trunk. You know what I mean? He's just a tree trunk. Yeah. So he couldn't move. And he wasn't even one on headers by the end as well. So for me, that, that flying was... drop kick, though, was something special. Jesus. I was horrified in the moment, but now I still giggle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that Let's was just that. Jesus Christ. But, but uh, me, like, my, my fear with it all is just that like, we're wanting change, and of of course we do. But like, my fear about it is that it could drag out as long as like United with the Glazers. Yeah. Um, and then we're seeing rumours about like you know, um, even though MSP want the the full buyout, but then it could start. Mate, like there's other articles and rumours I've seen where it could be like a, a percentage where they get those two directors in. Yeah. Uh, and then Machiri's still there. Obviously, then that eliminates. As in, like, they're not at the club now. Shano, Mac, I don't think the series that problem. I don't. I think, no, I, I've I said, like, like, if, if someone wants to buy a share. He wants, no, but I think Mishiri wants to put on and he needs competence there. I, I've stated many a time, I think this board have way too much dirt on him that he can't touch them. I honestly think that. I would not put it past Bill Kenwright because I know him so well. Never met him. We went to two different schools. But, you know, <laughs> where, where Kenwright's turned around because, you know, he, he's great at, you know, you ever see get him to the Greek and he just flips the face from horror to <laughs> Kenwright can pull that mask down and be a sinister fucker. You have to be. To, be his, to get all those deals and to get as rich as he has and all that. Mm. He has it on yeah. him just to turn around and say, you, you you, you can hit them guys there with, with uh, embargoes where, where they can't say a word, but you know what? You can't silence me. Mm. And it, you know, he can, I honestly believe that. So he, he can't touch them. I just think we're fucked either way. You know, I just really probably do. the best answer to be fair to just in short, Andrew, there, there's your answer right there. In short. Yeah. 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 In short. <laughs> <laughs> 
about the like, like those YouTube see, videos after five see. seconds to smash that like. All right, getting right into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. It, it would be like uh, dropping heavily on your backside on top of fuck off, on, on top of a a ten foot cactus or a nine foot cactus. You know, yeah. I'll take the nine foot, but you're still fucked. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Is this going on YouTube, by the way? Uh, yeah, well, it was until up until the cactus thing. Fair enough. Just cut that then. No, it's fine. Don't be that. Oh yeah, surprised. cut this too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Everton, aren't we? Um, moving on then. Um, <laughs> head of academy scouting manager John Doolan has left to join Brighton. Apparently, David Weir has been a big admirer of him for some time. Um, this adds to the fact that we. We got one of their head scouts or whatever the case may be. I don't know how many head scouts each team has, but you know, we got one of theirs like a few weeks back and we're trading places with them. So Graham, it's I, I don't even know what to make of this situation. I mean, our transfers have been so shit for so long. So I just hope that this kind of flicks do you know what I mean? Flicks the switch. You're just well, living in hope. Yeah, well, this is what I'm hoping, yeah. Um we, we might just Everton Brighton. So either there's two two scenarios here. He goes there and he's allowed to work, and we see what we could have had. You know, we 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 get the speedboat rolled out on Bullseye, or he goes there and fucks Brighton, and we ruin the good guy that came for Brighton. So it's you know it's it's what it's one of them. At the end of the day, and you know what? It's all good. We're building that whole structure. But one thing I thought about whenever he came he came in, and there's no disrespect to David Weir by any means. Absolutely love the man as a player. Loved him as an Evertonian. But uh, ultimately, he is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when, like, I think Roberto, Roberto Martinez is, is, a, is a prime example for the scenario. So he came in and on the back of Moise's defense, he built a fantastic football playing team. Fantastic. We were electric that first season. But you know what? As he had more control and it set in under his way, it went south. So he is still at Stan. Oh my God, what he called him, his name has left me. Dan Ashworth. Dan Ashworth. So he's, he's still respectfully riding on Dan Ashworth's wave. So, yeah. you know, ultimately now you, you have to think, is Brighton is this Brighton model going to sustain underneath him? I know yeah. he worked underneath him and I know Everton wanted to get him. Yeah. But you can only speculate, obviously, but possibly, yeah, that that wave could could come down and... And not be not be the model that we all thought it would be for years and years. Yeah, even even so, like we, even if you know they continued their good business and and you know how, how well they're going with their philosophies and, and and transfers and stuff, we wouldn't know if he was taking an effect in anything because it's just business as usual for them. Do you know what I mean? But um, Shane, we 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 would hope that this guy, you know is part of the rumours that saw us, you know, obviously get Mopai and being linked with Che Adams rather than Kudus and Mudrick, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I, I was about to say, Dan, as well, like, it, it's it's a sort of like two-way thing. It's either, um, you know, we're getting rid of someone that hasn't worked or Brighton have found someone that does and he wasn't getting allowed to do his work or Everton. But yeah. like you say, we wouldn't really... No, with Brighton because of how well oiled they are and scouting mm. and finding players. So yeah, um, 
I wasn't when I read it, read about it. I wasn't sure whether it was a uh, like youth players or whether it was actual like forwards like you say like Mo Pai. But yeah, um, you know if it is the senior players, then you know good uh, good luck to them, but good riddance. Yeah, yeah definitely. Andrew, would you uh, agree with that sentiment? Considering we don't know much about the guy. Yeah, <laughs> time will tell. I, I really don't have much on this. I just I feel like. If you had to bet on us ruining someone, yeah, that's probably the smart bet. <laughs> probably. Um, and it, I think David Weir, we actually wanted David Weir like not so long yeah. ago, um, and he obviously turned us down. So yeah, seems to be that kind of... That was of... Uh, last... It was before last January, I remember, we were talking about that, and he was yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, he's... Turned us down in abysmal fashion. Um, so we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, as I say, hopefully he's responsible for you know the Salomon Rondons and the Neil Mopais instead of the Kuduses and the Mudricks. Even even then, we still didn't get them anyway. So what difference does it make? Um, moving on then. So the Premier League and the abysmal referees association. We know for a fact they didn't. They decided not to give us another penalty because we'd already had one awarded in our favour. Now we're seeing they're set to announce a formal apology to Everton for the clear foul on Seamus Coleman. Uh, Andrew, I'll start with you on this one, mate. I, I, I think I said, as soon as I seen it, like, that's another foul. Like, he's he, he's going to cross the ball mm-hmm. and he gets his leg taken from underneath him. So, you know, but it just seems ridiculous that we're getting fines every game now for these scuffles based on the incompetence of the referees because the players are getting frustrated, yet they're just issuing an apologies left, right, and center. Yeah. I would imagine we're league leaders in apologies uh, over the past two seasons. Yeah. Uh, probably us that. and Arsenal, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, the refs just really do not give us what they give other clubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. If that was United, 100%. Like, another foul, maybe a card, just for fun. It's yeah. infuriating. Um, and the last time we were given two, ironically, was against Daesh. Yeah, and we still lost. We still lost. Yeah, might not have made the difference, but you know, it's it, it's, it's what's cool. fair. I mean, he could have missed the penalty, like, but we deserved one. There was no, he didn't buy that. Like mm. Coleman doesn't go down easy at no. all. He doesn't try and buy them. No, uh, he doesn't. He flew, and that was clear as day. And it got what a half second var. Like they looked at the monitor, saw that it existed and said no. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Going back to that United thing as well, I think there was, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, they literally finished the game and 10 minutes later they came yes. out to the dressing room to give them a penalty. Yep. But, yeah. Um, Shane, what's your thoughts on this, mate? It's another formal apology, isn't it? It's just getting beyond a joke. Well, it's it, it's just a... Uh cheap for them isn't it as a way of just looking like they've done something about it when they haven't I think the more annoying thing for me as well was was just the media behind it so like if you watch Match of the Day or Sky Sports and they have these referees on commenting on the files and every single one of them said Coleman kicked either it was either he kicked his own foot or he kicked yeah. the defender he kicked the defender's foot and it was like they were, and it was like he just never yeah Um. so and then it's it the the other thing as well is like it's not like a case of like swings and roundabouts where it's like oh okay we didn't get that but then in another mm. game we'd get one we don't deserve it it doesn't work like that not, yeah. not for us anyway it doesn't um and then 
like you mentioned there with Arsenal and stuff, I've seen today, um, you know, the, these fans or like talking to's that like Arteta and the clubs had for the way he celebrates and stuff. Uh, they, they put out the Premier League put out a tweet, um, like sort of celebrating um like the the atmosphere and stuff of the Premier League and used yeah. the video of used Arteta running up and down the pitch. Yeah. The very same thing that they're them for, yeah. I've seen Yeah. That. I mean the Everton do the same. They complain about us using, you know, the pyros and the smoke bombs and stuff, whatever, and then inside the ground to promote the games, they're using footage of that. Yeah. So exactly. All over the place. It's just inconsistency, isn't it? And it, yeah. it's but it, for us, it is consistent. Lee bad. <laughs> yeah. Big time, mate. Yeah. I mean, even with the Ivan Tony thing, do you know what I mean? And the the endless amount of sponsor boards and you know betting cards going around the stadiums and shirts and stuff but i just did graham the premier league's just it's just full of hypocrisy hypocrisy and bs in my opinion it's just complete ball jive like and i'm sick of these apologies mate uh, yeah it's absolute balls they have an ending and they're writing the story as it goes realistically is that way um our card's been marked for a long time like, there's John Brooks and all the controversy going around him after such an abysmal, shocking primetime football match that was shown on Sky Sports on Super Sunday. Yeah. And he's a 58 in Bournemouth this weekend. So yep. it's another club that's right down there. You know what I mean? And that spotlight's going to be on him. So if he is to actually put in a professional performance, which I'm not going to hold my breath over, mm-hmm. but ultimately, in the back of his mind, he's going to want to rectify what he didn't give for us, the another team that's down against us. So yeah. That could still be against us. Yeah, it's absolutely horrendous. This is absolute bullshit. And yes, they can't turn around three days later and be like, "All oh, right, well, we yeah, we actually did make a mistake." And the monopoly man in Sky Sports has actually said this needs to be a penalty for Everton yeah. for once. Although to be honest, you could have decapitated Seamus Coleman, and they still would have probably <laughs> got a free kick against us for dropping her head. So. Yeah. You know, realistically, um, it's farcical. It has been for a while. It's been latest. It's been yep. uh, pro-fashion. So if, if you don't fit that bill, you know, and, and you know what? I think they've got tired of us. They've got tired of us. and I think they're happy for this to happen. Howard Webb has came on to take over. And, and you know, he, he's been, apparently he's been stamping his authority. And he isn't happy. And I do believe Howard Webb, now people used to give him shit. I, I liked Howard Webb because you know what? He was fit. Like an, an ex, ex-policeman as well, so you knew he was an anal herd, you know what I mean? He, he, he was <laughs> he was on it. But he, he had all the big games. He, he refereed World Cup finals and everything. And you know what? Regardless, and referees can't get it right all the time. Let, let's be let's be right. They get a lot of shit, um, and rightfully so a lot of the time. But, you, you know, they've always got a lot of shit. They can never mm. do right by everybody. But I do think that, that he might get the standard up I don't think we're going to be there to see it. He's no, he's no. My thoughts there as well. Sadly, yeah. But it's, it's um, the case that, yeah. like, yeah. Sorry, I, I, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Just, just in closing, me. Um, just, I just to reiterate again. I just think that you know, so many things go against us, and we've seen it time and time again. Where them making up for poor fucking performances has cost us even more, and I think that this is going to be another occasion. Mm. You know. Have have one eye on that on that Bournemouth game, and what do you see? What do you see? They're going to get some stuff. Yeah, 
wouldn't surprise or, me. Either that or it'll be actually officiated properly and, and they'll still benefit. And you know what? You can't argue about that because that's what we want because that's how it should be. Mm. But on the whole, it's it's just going to be absolute bollocks, mate. And and it's uh, it's terrifying. It just, you know. It's the, case. Well, it's, the problem is. They said at best, the spot gun, they had gone fights. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> even yeah. They don't even they don't even get, you know, they don't, they've got no accountability, so they don't get to do interviews after the game. They just escape. You know what I mean? They don't they don't have to. It's not, you know, they're not told to do that. Um, they just get off with it, and when they have a bad game, they just go straight into another good game next week, like that they shouldn't do. They, you know what I mean? There's no there's no kind of, you know, punishments or anything for when it when they do go poorly or, or when they try and throw a game a certain way to suit someone's agenda. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's nothing like they just they just get off with it and they bounce back again next week. They, I've been saying it for a long time. They need to be mic'd up, you know what I mean? And and then we can see like the transparency. And if that doesn't happen until then, get them doing an interview at the end of the game, just like the managers, just like the players, and just say, look, what was your, what was your thought process behind the red card there or whatever, or not giving the penalty? Yeah, you, know, you know what? They'll say that, Oh, they're not paid enough, and this that. Well, you know what? Make them celebrities. Yeah. Pay them more. Pay them more. Pay pay them that media premium where they have to put their face out there, where we do know yeah. them, where they can. An obligation. Yeah. Let 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 them uh let them commentate matches in real time. Let let them do that. They're a part of the game. Do it. Why not? Because you know what? There's more than enough money in that game. Mm. Managers are now starting to. Starting to completely out during players, which was never a thing, or at least not in the public format that I would have knew of. Yeah. So let them pay them more and give them more responsibility and let them take responsibility for their actions. Let them explain it. Set up a relegation system. They're not good enough. You know what? Ban them because they're all fat and they're too old and they're <laughs> ignorant, arrogant pricks. But yeah. they are, and I just defended them there, but ultimately screw them. You know, <laughs> all they do, all they do is ruin my weekends. But sack it, the biggest league in the world. You're throwing fucking money at every, everything else. Yeah. Get, get get a word delete. Get a word delete done. Mm. The, the prime example for it is the fact that the, like the 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 small number of English referees that go to the Champions League and the World Cup, yeah, um, and you know, and and these big massive games that are, um they get refereed by these like the the foreign referees because they are better, um, yeah, and I don't understand like guys just said we're getting like the elite of referees if this is the best league in the world, like I understand with the grassroots of it sort of thing with the like, but it's not working and so mm. then make it more competitive in a sense and, and let them bring in these foreign referees and pay them like yeah. guys just said the money so that they've got to be speaking uh, in interviews because if they're not speaking in interviews they're making a name for themselves by making the games about them by, yeah, with course, these decisions yeah. and then it, obviously there's the whole pass over you know VAR I, the well, way well, it worked in the, in the World Cup for assisted VAR but then, you know, in these, in the Premier League, it's like it, it's not used the way it was implemented to be yep. used. Yeah. Do you know why, Shane? Do you know why those the original VAR was that at the Euros or the World Cup? I can't remember. It was after the World Cup, uh, Lampard's goal, non-goal. Oh no, 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 no! Not why it came on. Not why it came on. Oh. Not, not, not that one. Um, you know, the first tournament where it was actually used. I think I it was think the Euros then, wasn't it? 
zero is the word called, I, 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 I can't remember. Um, but regardless, the reason that worked so well, there was only one or two, right, incidents in that whole World Cup or, or that whole tournament, would say, where it was wrong. And the mm. only reason I think they were was because maybe the occasion got to, the, got to them. And again, once every so often, you can accept it. Mm. Not every fucking week. Not, not fucking Mohamed Salah being every shot. Game, every game, you yeah. know what I mean? And just like going down and that's okay for him and players legitimately at this in the same game week being taken out and that, I've said it before, Phil the Envire fans will be people who hate football but are analytical wizards who yeah. need to be right. Just people who need to, need to get things correct. Mm. You know, you know, people on that level and they'll, they'll do a proper job. But you need you American the- baseball fans on VAR. I promise <laughs> you describe the ultimate nerd. As long, as long that's as it them take as long as a game of baseball like because jesus <laughs> it does need to be like a but, it does need to be like a, a separate body because it's the refs are getting told in the ear by another ref yeah well yeah whole play uh, clear and obvious and mm-hmm. you know they, they've got the like some grounds in the fa cups and stuff have, or, or the grounds have got the facilities but don't use it They've got the telly on the oh, side there, but then they yeah, still but don't. I think decide to move their cameras. Yeah, you know what I mean. Things like this. But the point I wanted to get at there, Shane. Sorry to just slide back in, but yeah. but you said it perfectly. The blurred lines. There were no blurred lines at that at that international tournament purely because they were playing for pride. They were mm. proud, and they were focused. They did the best job they could at an international tournament with the world's eyes or the continent's eyes on them, whichever one it is, I still can't remember. And no one's Google fact check that. Thank you, you pricks. But ultimately, <laughs> um, it, for those guys to be so anal and so on the ball, these guys are arrogant. You see them, Jesus, you know, turn their nose up, waving their hands, doing this. They talk about show respect to referees. If yeah. someone with their hands at me like that, let's just say it wouldn't be a very friendly confrontation. I can mm. tell you that. You know what I mean? Do you remember Respect what happened with uh, Ancelotti as well after the game? Where he he asked a simple question and he got yeah. like hard. a child. Yeah, Kavanaugh hits him with a red. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like cool. being told by their father. Just this is this is it. This is it. Can you tell that I did this with my five year old? No, this is it. <laughs> this, this is this is how it goes, and that's it. You know, it's yeah. like feedback from your work. We want this, so this isn't better. This, that, and the other. You'll get your feedback, and and the feedback is final. Their word is final. Mm. It's not right. We're it's suffering. A, yeah. There's fans, match going fans, people that are 24-7 or even 20, 25-8, if you want to exaggerate, to the point where, you know, pe- people talk about they, they can't sleep at night. Jesus, Joe, we used to speak at three or four in the morning. Your head's probably probably everything. And mm-hmm. you were away. You got the treatment too. You know, yeah. it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's a fucking disgrace. Mm. You know, they, I, I, I get it. They don't care about us and all this, that, and the other. They, they're living the high life, and that's all. That's, enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. But you know what? We're suffering. The match yeah. going fan, football's nothing without the fans. You know, and, and, but is yeah. it really the end? It's not. It is at the, the end, it, at the end of the day, mate, they're damaging their own brand because the Premier League is losing all credibility in the eyes of the world, do you know what I mean? They're looking at it like, mm. what's going on? That's a circus. And it doesn't it's, help it's, when you've yeah, got the likes of... It's a circus, yeah. Yeah, when you've got the likes of Peter Walton who come out and, and back those claims up, like, oh, it's the right decision. It's fucking not. Just say it how it is, like, you know, and you've got, like, Graeme Souness and 
and all people like that who were saying that wasn't a penalty and it even said the first one wasn't a penalty and you're just thinking why are these people on television like you know it's it's damaging football as a whole in this country because of this shit and you know you look at some of the american sports there the the nba is, is, is only on a court like very very small but they've got at least five or six refs all the way around and they're all talking to each other and you can hear them as well and you know there's there's no transparency with this that's that's the problem there's zero transparency and it's and they're getting away with it and they they know that they're getting away with it so they just do it even more so yeah until we get like interviews or something after the game it, it's not gonna it's just not gonna change um what do you expect sh- though you know it's the english it's the english league yeah so much money's pumped on it and you know what it's just gone corrupt because yeah then we talk about protecting assets in football they're protecting their asset which is their league and their bank balance you know basically now this premier league is ran like the fucking tory government a crowd mm-hmm. of nazis that just do things to suit their agenda and that's how it is basically so fuck the premier league and fuck the tories that's all i have to say I just want to throw in there as well that Steve Cooper put in a formal complaint as well about the referee and saying I've seen that. that as well, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Lampard, speak, all right, Lampard used to speak out about the refs and got fined and then yeah. Steve Cooper apparently put an official complaint in for the referee in that game that like we got the decisions even though we never got the second pen. Yeah. And it's just, you know, just wanted to throw that in there. But but to be fair, to be fair, the, the, the Smeagol himself you know, he had laws because there was issues as well that that Forrest had. Like I seen things and going getting away there. You know, we fouls and stuff. There was both ends. It was so poorly officiated. Mm. So it's it's all go down to him and and just the case of you officiated that game so wrong. You're relegated the League One or Championship. Get your shit in order. There's been twenty two referees that have ref you know, different referees that have ref in the Premier League this year. Now it's not up for me to say or anything, but is that too little? Is that you know, or is that too many? You know, is it a case of people being in and out? I don't know. I don't, I'm not on fucking ref watch, but mm-hmm. it's a case of, of who's doing what. Where's the, is there consistency? Should players be should it be referees allowed near things? Should they be around the same ends of the table? I don't know, but it severely needs looked at. Yeah, especially when you hear, you know, I think it was Clattenburg who came out and said, you know, do you have a do you have a a quota to hit in terms of yellow cards and throw-ins and stuff in, in certain games? You know, and it just, it's just, it's just BS. It really is. But um, well, Attenberg too. I'm sorry, I was happy yeah. to leave it there. How many, yeah. how many players now uh, do you get coming out talking about how they were, how they were left bewildered by by Clattenburg's comments? Yeah. You know, Stephen Jared's book about how easy he was, knowing he was a Liverpool fan, he was so easy to influence. Jesus Christ, you only have to go back to the dirt court, Superfly Jimmy Snooker, mm. uh, Derby, where he drop kicks, he drop kick fell level. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it's just it's just horrendous. It's like it broke his heart whenever that mm. uh, Jimmy Carger wasn't it? Carger handled the handled the ball and his leg gets sent off. Must have broke his heart sent him off. So I I don't know. Um, I, I just don't know. Just <laughs> yeah, just, it's, a, it's a mess. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Premier Um, yeah, moving on then. And uh, Moise Keane. Does anyone remember him? Seems to be forgotten. He's been on loan for the last two years at Juventus. Um, we've just got 28 million euros for him, plus 3 million in add-ons. And uh, the deal itself, the loan deal for the last two years was worth 7 million euros as well. So 28 million euros, Andrew, for Moise Keane. Um, 
doesn't sound like a lot, but we're just happy to get it, aren't we? Because we it looked yeah. like for a while we weren't going to get anything. Well, yeah, because we were being so soft-handed with PSG during that whole saga. Yeah. Where they were completely bending us over at the negotiation table and they had no power, but we still acquiesced. It was so dumb. Yeah. Um, but I think we signed him for what, 22-ish? Yeah. Was the original deal mm-hmm. off of Juventus. And then... uh now with all of what you said sounds like a profit of 15 to 20 all in so Mm -hmm. i think we accidentally walked backwards into good business (laughs) i'll take it pretty much yeah by mistake i I would agree i would agree with andrew but the only thing i would disagree with is that it just should have like i know it was smart business to get him out on that sort of fee structure but hasn't done us any good because if that money has just gone straight back into machiri's bank balance we just lost an asset that could have maybe yeah. could have grown and done something for us. But on, yeah. on the on the flip side of it, um, because I know there was loan fees as well, which you know, like four million here and six or seven million there. Yeah. But you know, but ultimately we're not seeing that money to spend again, layman's terms, three D one. So mm-hmm. that, that that could have been what say ninety, just eighty. 80 million or something that, that could that could have went to other transfers but again I just don't trust this this is why my head is so cooked with the club because I just don't know who they're going to buy I don't yeah. trust them mm-hmm. I don't trust any of them I don't and you know what I mean I don't trust any of them that are coming in the only thing that gets me excited about Everton is whenever you know someone's someone's going to sign and then they sign and then they're shit so I'm just mate they could be holding the shirt and still sign for Tottenham do you know what I mean it's just one of them. So yeah, they could have a beard, something ready to put on, and just yeah. not. Did sure. you see uh, Keane's Rondon red card? By the way, yeah, I think it was after like thirty, 30 seconds. seconds yeah. Outrageous. Leroy Jenkins, peace out. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's one way to do it. And we we've seen him, you know, do stuff like that. We've seen, you know, he's he's got that bit of uh, bad boy in him, if you like. Um, you know, Big Dunk obviously didn't fancy him when he he slung him after about ten minutes. Um, but Shane, it just shows you, mate. This is a player. That we all thought, you know what, we're we're getting Italy's next centre forward here. We're excited for this prospect. You know, he's supposed to be one of the hottest kids around in Europe at the time. You know, we were really excited, but it just shows you how wrong we've got the scouting on this particular guy. It's his attitude. Um seems to have like the ego of Ronaldo and like the ability of like Martial or someone like that, maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um because <laughs> I, I think he actually had a, an all right stint. Um this season with Juventus and got player of the month there as well yeah. uh, for the league um, but then like you say he comes on and then gets sent off for that red card and uh, you know you've seen like when he got sent off in the cup for us I think um, it's just attitude stinks he, he he seems like one of those players like Balotelli who seems like you say we thought we were getting this player who's got all this ability in the world but then it's just I don't know, it's just his head falls off when he's on the pitch sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it maybe it's a case of it'll it take a certain manager like a Mourinho or something that would, you know, calm him down sort of thing. Someone yeah. like you know, the like to be Ibrahim who says he liked working with him and stuff with the ego yeah. he had and that. But mm. I think we've you know, even though we spent twenty two on him and we've probably recouped around twenty eight, thirty or whatever, I think we've we've bent Juventus over with that. Because I think if we if there was no obligation and he got sent back to us, I don't I think we'd struggle to get rid of him. I do, yeah. And it'd yeah. probably end up being like a Turkish club or something like that, or you know, yeah. it, 
uh, don't forget that, them trying to not buy him back. Yeah, they tried to wriggle out of it, didn't they? For a, a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the the downside, like Gray said, is that we don't know where this money's going. The same as you know, we got told that Charleston was balancing the books, and Gordon's gone to Elkin towards FFP. Yeah. Or it was rumored that it was towards the stadium. Yeah. Um, and then Alan Myers put a tweet out saying we've had this money and the deal was done uh, on Tuesday. Last Tuesday, yeah. Last Tuesday, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably gone towards the stadium as well. Um, Has there yeah. been an official announcement yet from the club? Nope. No, no. Um, I, I think I think when we were speaking about it yesterday, I think it was, and uh, Lee, Lee worked it out uh, where the clubs are allowed to be, like £305 million in debt. Um, we'd worked ourselves to 105, I think it was, and now with the most keen sale, it would have put us to uh, figures might be wrong, numbers might be wrong, but I think we worked out it was something like 30 40 million in, in debt in, in FFP terms. Yeah, so the fact that that money hasn't gone and we knew we were getting that money mm. and it hasn't gone on, um, it hasn't gone on January, yeah, like could have got it, just, or something. And plus, you know, like you say, we got the with the loan fees seven million. I'd presume that we'd have got that up front. Um, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, you you don't know anymore with the way deals are structured, like ours with Onana and stuff like that. So yeah, but to just round it up on Keane, I just think we we've got the most that we could have got for him, and I, I don't think we'd have ever seen him in an Everton shirt anyway again. So yeah, it's a shame actually. As I was so excited for that lad, I just. I just don't know what went wrong. And it's actually interesting because when we first signed him, I think it was Graham Souness at the time, he was saying the same thing about Paul Pogba. He said about his attitude and everyone was mm. like, you're a racist. What are you talking about? You can't say that. You're putting them all in a what You know what I mean? And Graham Souness does have a bit of a blood feud with Paul Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> United lose 7-0 and he's like, it's Pogba's fault. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we had like all the, like the, I mean, it was to a bigger cause sort of thing, but his face was on the flag of like the the flags we had up in the it stadium was, yeah. for him, and and then he he blacked out his Instagram as in in terms of he deleted all of his Everton photos, and it was yeah. sort of like a, a it was sort of like a slap a slap in the face sort of thing of like oh fucking hell like you tried to get behind you and sort of make you welcome at the club and stuff yeah. like that, and then you know 100%. he goes and does what he does in the cup and then Ferguson tags him off after 10 minutes as well so you know yeah. good riddance to him but you know yeah I think that Ferguson that game at Old Trafford he, he looked like severely out of shape he, he looked like he put on a few pounds at that game and you know big dunk in my opinion watching that game I don't think it was good for the lad to drag him off but in terms of our game on the day I thought it was the right decision to pull him off but yeah it's just it's just a shame you know it's Again, it just makes you think like we're looking at players and we haven't done that thorough scouting as what Moyes would have done in terms of the character and all that, you know. So, yeah, we just don't know. Um, okay, anyway, yeah, that's the uh, that's the weekly. No doubt we'll be back soon. Um, obviously, look out for the the player profiles and, and you know, Graham and, and the other lads talking about the lads that we signed last summer. Um, you know, and, and the spotlight on them and how they've turned up this season and what have you. So, yeah, look out for that one. But, um, yeah, Shane, Andrew, Graham, thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.
Right, lads. I just want to bend your ear for a wee second here. Do you remember a certain Turkish centre-forward that played for Everton? Remember the training photos through the week you would see? And it was just like hair and scalp. And people used to be like, Jesus, look at that. Well, they see your three-pronged attack. See if you don't look after it. That's basically what it looks like. Not very nice. <laughs> but um, that's why over at Manscaped, we have the performance package. Now, guys, this is the real deal. I'm not even joking. This thing just can get in everywhere. It really, really can. And it does not leave chafing. Have you ever messed about and used hair removal cream or you've used a premium razor thinking this will be great and then it feels like you get sandpaper in the inside of your thighs and elsewhere for the rest of the week? Well, this thing eliminates that. I'm not even joking. It feels so smooth after the cut and even on the grow back, it does not recce. Um, I've also got the Crop Reviver, which can give your balls basically a fantastic boost. And as you walk around all day, it's it feels great. That's the best way to put it. Um, also, the Crop Preserver straight after a cut, and I tell you, it just feels good, settles everything down, and just gives you that musky man smell, you know, so you can just feel confident beating around all day with your nice shaven Tommy Gravis and Lee Carsley combo. So guys, if you order from Manscaped, you can use our code EAW20 and you can get 20% off your order and free postage worldwide. So please, once again, listen in if you'd like to support the podcast. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Aren't We podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family, and maybe even Evertonians you just meet in the street. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching EAW Podcast. And if you've anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at the EAWPodcast at gmail.com.